Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey guys, it's Haley. Um, This is completely new, totally new type of content. What you're listening to right now is called Kindled Firestarters. What is that? Um, Well, great question. So what this is, is a 15 minute episode that is going to be produced every week along with my regular episodes and made available to a Patreon community, a Kindled Patreon community. So this month, the month of August, the Kindled Firestarters will be available to everyone. But starting in September, they will be available only to Patreon subscribers. Okay, so that is how this is going to work. It's going to be great. Um, They are going to be on a number of topics, really whatever is on my mind and heart that week. It could be parenting, could be culture, could be politics, could be faith. Um, I don't know, you know, luck of the draw. Who knows what it could be? My mind goes a lot of different places. So if you enjoy these little fire starters, these 15-minute conversations with me, um, talking about something that's going on, sharing a little bit more from my heart, you will want to be a, a, become a part of the Patreon community. I'm going to make it really simple. There's only one level to join at, and it's 10 bucks a month. So if you want to get this additional content every month, these fire starters will be available inside the Patreon community. I'm really excited about this. I wanted a way to share just more kind of um, thoughts off the cuff, not having to produce a full episode, schedule an interview with someone else, and do something a little bit different. Um, And this is how I'm going to do it. So I'm very excited about this concept, and I hope that you guys will be too. And if you enjoy the long Instagram rants that I have made my thing this summer, This is going to be like the next level up from that. Like it's a little more produced, but it's the same idea. Like I'm sharing my thoughts. I'm talking on a specific topic. I will have, you know, like I said, it'll be different each week. It might be around faith. It's going to be an encouragement. Whatever it is, it's going to be biblically based and sound and true. Um, It's not just my opinions on things. Okay, come on, guys. I'm not, I'm not ridiculous like that. I mean, I'm, I am a little ridiculous, but um, I promise this will be worth your time worth $10 a month and you will be supporting Kindled and the ministry that I'm doing through the show. So if this is fun for you, if you like this, then consider joining Patreon at $10 a month at patreon.com slash Kindled podcast. And I will be so excited to see you in there and know that you are just kind of on the inner circle here. Okay. I hope you enjoy. Here we go. Okay, guys. So if you follow me on Instagram, which if you don't, you should be, it's hayleywilliams.kindled. That's where I hang out. That's where I chat with you guys, ask you questions, take polls, you know, comment on photos of your cat or your baby. No, I don't do that. Not your cat. Um, I don't care about cats, but I will comment on photos of your baby if, you know, you 
do that kind of thing. Okay, this got weird, but if you follow me on Instagram, you know that I am really not a big fan of this whole virus thing. Really not a big fan. Um, you know, took COVID real seriously in the beginning, was, you know, disinfecting my groceries, um, unbagging them on the porch. I was opening the Amazon boxes on the porch. I was doing all the things. I mean, I was really into it. I was really committed to, you know, keeping this virus out of my house. I was wiping down all the light switches and Lysoling. I bought all kinds of disinfectants and I was panicked when Target was out of the antibacterial wipes. And I was like, oh my gosh, how are we going to clean this house and keep this virus out? I mean, I was, I was legit, you know, into all of the things even posted on my Facebook wall and was like, oh my gosh, if you guys don't help us lower the curve and you make this take six months, I'm going to be so mad. This is ridiculous. Come on guys. Can we do this the easy way? I mean, I was all like virtue signaling and everything. And then the data started pouring in and then we found out more and more and more. And I'm not going to get into all of it because you know all of it. You've been living it. You've been talking about it. I mean, we're all sick of talking about this, right? We're all tired of it even being a reality. No matter what side of the fence you're on, I think you're tired of this as a reality by now. Um, very few people are like loving what's happening. And so anyways, I mean, I have my first daughter, my oldest daughter starting kindergarten this fall. And so I have been, you know, the big topic has been what's school going to look like. And, uh, you know, we're doing private school. And so I thought maybe we're going to not have to abide by whatever government restrictions are put in place or mandates or executive orders, maybe it'll be private school. Like part of the reason I'm paying for private school is to get outside the thumb of government oversight and, and, you know, control. And so I sort of thought maybe we would be able to do that. And, you know, she's starting Wednesday and no, in fact, we can't. Um, I won't get into the details of why we actually could because the attorney general said we could, but the school isn't doing that yet. So we can't. And so as of now, we're starting school Wednesday and she has to wear a mask. And so you can imagine how frustrated that has made me and how angry I've been about it. And, you know, I know a lot of us have terrible situations with school that, you know, are way worse than that. I know a lot of you, your school's not even opening. And so you're probably like rolling your eyes listening to me talk about this. Um, but we can't compare, you know, we're all dealing with our own version of hard and, uh, and others of you are homeschooling and that's going to be hard too in its own way. So, um, so everyone is dealing with hard, but this has just been my hard and my situation. And so I spent most of the summer, you know, dreading what would be coming, trying to fight it, trying to, you know, um, it's like the seven stages of grief, you know, just working my way through those seven stages of like bargaining and denial and anger and depression or whatever they are. Um, just working my way through. And I mean, we're starting on Wednesday and it literally just hit me this weekend. Something that, you know, made me kind of think it, think about it a little bit different. And that was this idea that maybe I had been spending so much time being angry that I hadn't thought about the fact that God had allowed this situation to persist. And God had allowed this in my life and there might be a reason for it. <laughs> I mean, as crazy as it sounds, 
as ridiculous as that may sound to someone who's like, well, all you talk about is how God allows these situations in our life to grow us and change us and blah, blah, blah. Well, yeah, but you know, when it's your own life and it's your child and you are in that situation and you are just fighting for what you believe is right and and what you believe they should be able to have, uh, it can be easy to miss. It can be so easy to miss. So what's the point of what I'm sharing? The point is God is using the shortcomings in our situations, the places in our circumstances that we are unhappy with, even angry about to shape us and our children. He is using your biggest disappointments and even your failures to show you that you are not God and he is. And he's using even the gaps in your parenting abilities to meet your children in the places that they need to learn who he is, that he is God and you are not. The fact that you can't meet every single one of their needs and be everything for them that they want you to be or ask for you to be means that there's going to be a gap. And in that gap, God can enter in and he can be for them what you cannot. He can protect them and love them and care for them in the way that you cannot. He can be patient and kind and loving when you are not. Um, and this isn't an encouragement to sin, but it is an explanation of why and how he uses everything for our good and his glory. And I've spent so, 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 so many hours being angry, being focused on the problems, um, trying to find solutions, trying to maneuver and manipulate or, you know, change the situation that I have largely missed up till now, how God is using this situation that I dislike, that I will admittedly say, I don't like it. I wish it wasn't so. I'm not saying, and now I think it's great to wear masks to school. No, I don't. I wish it wasn't happening. But I'm seeing how even if it continues to happen, he can use that in my life. He can use it in their life. He is using it. And I'm starting to see the good that can come from it. I'm starting to see that he wants to grow me. He wants to grow my trust in him. He wants me to learn that he is a better parent than I am. That even in the places that I think this is not good for my daughter, he says, I know what's good for her. I I am enough for her. I will provide. Don't worry. I haven't forgotten. She's not alone. You're not on your own here. You don't have to grasp and struggle and fight and gnaw at the rope to, you know, to get out. Like, I'm the one holding the rope, you know, calm down, like rest. You can be okay. You can be at peace, even in the midst of this circumstance. And he's also shown me how in some ways I've idolized my children. I've idolized my protection of them, especially these first five years of their life. You know, you are, you are their ecosystem. You are their world. You create their habitat. Um, you know, I've been at home with them. And so I've had absolute control over what they experience, what comes into their life, what goes out, what, um, you know, what kind of brokenness or sin they have to encounter. You know, I've, I've edited and, and kind of created whatever I thought was appropriate or right for them at that time. And with this whole period of, um, this season of entering school, I lose control and the ability to do that. I lose some power over their circumstance and situation, 
Um, and even if I homeschooled, it would be the same thing because we progressively, you know, that, that happens as a parent, obviously. But when you haven't experienced it and you feel that mama bear instinct to protect and defend rise up in you and, you know, nobody in their right mind would question you or even argue that anything you're saying is right because you do not argue with a mama bear um, in that circumstance. You just don't. But God in his own patience and kindness has shown me how even this circumstance um, he is using for my good. He is growing me. He is teaching me to be a child. He's teaching me to trust. He's teaching me that I am not, you know, the God of her universe. I am not even a God. I am just a person and I have so little control. But he, on the other hand, has absolute control and he is sovereign over all of it. And if that's true, then I have to be able to trust him even in the circumstances that I hate, that I don't like. And this is one of them. And when it involves your kids, it feels really hard. It feels way different than when it's just you. It's like, God, I don't like this, but when, you know, okay, fine, I'll be patient or fine. I'll just, I'll pray for help through. But when it's your kid, it's like, there's another level. I swear there's another level of um, reliance on him that it requires to really trust him with your child um, and with the circumstance that you don't like. And so... You know, that's just what it's looked like for me. I know so many of you are in different spots. And um, my point in wanting to share this is just that if we focus too much on whatever feelings we have about our situation, like for me, it was focusing on the anger that I had about it. We miss the, we miss the good that God wants to do in it. You know, we miss the good that he can make out of the bad. And so perhaps you're feeling fearful. If you focus too much on the fear, you're going to miss the good that God is going to make out of that fear or the confidence that he's going to grow in you. All right. This is a conviction that I have had. And I promise you it was from the Holy Spirit because this kind of talk does not come out of my mouth apart from the Holy Spirit. I would not be saying these things. And I... It is only by his help that I have even come to see it this way, that he is using, he can use this, you know, I mean, I mean, she hasn't started school yet, so maybe I'll change my mind in a week, but, but he can use this and he, he does use that, um, these situations in our life. So for me, it's just, you know, that she has to wear a mask to school and that sucks for you. Maybe it's that you are homeschooling your first grader with three little kids in tow at home underfoot and you are really stressed about it. You're worried about it and you don't know if you're going to have what it takes. Or maybe for you, it's that you don't like your school situation and it's not what you wanted and it's not, not what you were hoping for. Or maybe for you, it's that your school is closed and you have to homeschool. Um, Or it's that you wanted to homeschool and you can't. You have to send your kid. I don't know what your situation is. I mean, there's a million combinations right now of things you could be dealing with. I just want to say whatever it is that is that experience or that situation or circumstance where you feel feel that prick in your heart. And when you think about it, your blood starts to boil or your face starts to get hot if you're anything like me and you start to just feel that discontent and that anger or rage rise up within you, remember that God is actually the God of using 
our disappointments to grow us. Using the shortcomings, using our failures even, using things that we don't like. I mean, how many times in our lives has God used circumstances that we didn't like to make us more like him, to grow us in our faith, to show us who he really was, and to be for us who only he can be? So for you, maybe you need to take a few minutes and separate yourself from the feeling you've been feeling, whether that's anger, fear, resentment, sadness. Separate yourself enough to see yourself as separate from that feeling. You are not that feeling. That feeling is there. It is real, but you are you outside of it. (laughs) And ask God how he wants to use this circumstance and ask him to use this circumstance for your good. Ask him to use it for his glory. Ask him to make himself great through this circumstance, whatever it is that feels less than great to you. Ask him to make himself known, to grow his kingdom in your heart, in your children's hearts, in the hearts of those around you, in your community, in your neighborhood, with your friends, with your family. Ask him to use it all and to hold nothing back. He will, he does, he promises to. He cannot go against who he is. He does not lie. And then believe him. Simply believe him. Believe that when he says... And we know that all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Romans 8, 28. Believe him. Believe him when he says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways. Isaiah 55, 8 and 9. Believe him when he says, the psalmist says of God, God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Psalm 46, 1. Believe him when he says in Isaiah 41, 10, so do not fear for I am with you. Do not be dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Believe him. It's not just believing in God. It's believing God. The demons themselves believe in God. They know he's real, but they don't believe him. And so that is my challenge to you and I as we face new circumstances, challenging situations, things we don't like all year long. I mean, guys, it's going to be a weird year. It just is. There's going to be more things that are unexpected that we have to come up against and face with grace as much as possible. We need his help. And most of all, we need to believe him. That if he really is our refuge and strength, and if he really is our ever-present help in trouble, we can face those things unafraid. If he really is working all things for our good and for his glory, we can trust him with an unknown future. And if he really is so far above us, we can trust that though things don't look like they're under control right now, they are absolutely under control. The heavens are so much higher than the earth so are his ways higher than ours. So that is all 
that I wanted to say. I want to share that with you. Um, that's a very intimate pondering of my own heart and um, something that I'm continuing to just pray for God to press into me and make make real to me, make it true to me. And so I pray that that is helpful to you as well. Okay, guys, have an awesome week.